What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Splitting Uprights podcast. Today, we're starting our draft series. Uh, super excited about this. I know we've been anticipating this for the uh, last couple of weeks, knowing that this was kind of come around. A little fun fact for you guys as well at home. Um, the draft is actually kind of where uh, Sandy, myself, and Pookie kind of started this whole podcast thing. So uh, reminiscing kind of on this on this time, a lot has changed in a, in a year. Obviously, we don't have the same crew, but um, people, you know, do different things and whatnot. So this time kind of brings back some memories. It's crazy to think that's already been a year. Um, shout out to COVID for happening because without COVID, um, we wouldn't have been having this podcast. But um, unfortunately, COVID is the thing. But fortunately, we have a podcast. So that is a, I guess that's a bright side to a dark cloud, I guess you can call it. Um, that's the best. That's the best of this week. There you go. That That is the best of this week. Um, it's not our one year anniversary just yet. And we're, we're talking about doing something kind of special for kind of the one year anniversary that we released it on podcast. Um, but you, you'll see that later. You'll see that later. We're, we're here to talk about the NFL draft coming up. Um, this show is dedicated to it. We're going to go over picks 32 to 21. But as Josie just mentioned, we got to go with best and worst first. Of course, it's how we always start the show. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. Um, again, not a lot of worse at this time of the year. I mean, I guess you can say worse is that March Madness is over. Um, and then shout out to Luke Heaton. But um, the Masters is over as well. So kind of some of the best sporting time is over. I've uh, really got the, the well, I guess the MLB just started, but the NBA is kind of the only thing holding me down when it comes to sports at this time. So I guess you can say it's a worse. It's just kind of the sports are starting to slowly die down. But with the draft wrapping up or revving up, I should say, um, I guess you can say that's my one of my best. Another best, I had a career fair on Friday. Um, had to sit in front of my computer as I am now for from 11 to 3, talking to a bunch of different ISDs. Um, Wait, talk- virtual? Virtually, yep. We had to do it virtually. It was not fun. Wait, were you were you in the tux and everything? Did you have your uh, your tie and everything? I had a, I had a I had just had a collared shirt and I had a tie and I felt very weird because I don't do that for a living where I just sit with half my shirt, you know, or half dressed. So I wore yeah. pants as well because I was like, I just, I can't. It just feels weird to me. No, you, you get used to it, man. Trust me. That's what I do all the time, like on client calls. I, yeah. I, I don't wear the full suit because none of our clients are wear full suit. Mm-hmm. But like I wear like this, like a, like a three quarters and then I'll put underneath it um, like a, a polo. And, it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just in my joggers or my my shorts or anything. It's just, it's just natural to me, man. If you do it once, you're good to go. Yeah, well. I, I have not done that very often and I don't like to dress up at all. So I was dressed up for a couple hours and immediately the moment the last meeting ended, I ripped off all my clothes and I was um, into shorts and a t-shirt, but I did see something on TikTok today. That I thought it was funny. It was called like a work or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but you know, one of those TikTok people that are like found this on Amazon, do you need it or don't? And it was basically like a onesie of a collared shirt. So the top part was a collared shirt and the bottom part was sweatpants but it was a onesie and you had a little hole in the front and the back to pee and poop uh for guys i don't think it was for girls so i thought that was pretty clever um and, you know COVID's kind of brought that as well but josie i'm gonna go i'm gonna give it to you what was your best and worst from this weekend or this week uh the the best is that it's just the the card market is on fire and it's a great time to be truly involved in like i am so it's, it's, it's a good time to be in and I absolutely love it. It's, it's, I absolutely love it. That's like my, my, my passion, my hobby now is just buying cards, ripping them and be able to do that. And and the Prism basketball was finally released at retail last week, which is really good because you can now get all the good rookies and, and, and actually in really good cards and stuff. So fortunate enough to get an Anthony Edwards, get a Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. Albert. Yeah. Um, no Lamella Ball yet, but I got a James Wiseman, so it's a good week for that. Um, the the worst, not much, man. It's been all it's been all good this week. Um, glad that we're here recording two podcasts in a row, trying to get everything locked down and get ready for football season that's coming right around the corner, and it's it's a good time. Oh, the big thing is, uh, we got a bike. Mariela got a bike. Oh, she, she got a uh, bike in the house. Yeah, she got a bike. We went to Walmart last week because oh, another fun fact. One fun fact that, about me is that I wake up at two thirty in the morning on Friday mornings to go to Target to uh, wait outside for its uh, five hours for cards, and I did that this past Friday, oh. and I got lucky. Yeah, so those uh, prison blasters that I ripped, uh-huh. I was there at three o'clock in the morning, and I waited five hours to get the cards, and it was absolutely worth it. Um, but it, it happened that we went to Walmart to get lawn chairs. I didn't have lawn chairs, so we went mm-hmm. to Walmart to, to get lawn chairs. I walk in and go in the back of the lawn chairs right next to the sports stuff. And I walk in and there's a, a, a bike. And my, and my wife's been wanting a bike for the longest time. Mm-hmm. 150 bucks. Took it. Yeah. It was weird though, because like I had to put, you know how big the bikes are? Because like, your girlfriend has one. Mm-hmm. And I had put it on top of a, like a, a shopping cart mm-hmm. and like push it like and maneuver it throughout Walmart. And mm-hmm. I was not at the nicest Walmart in the area. And people were just giving me weird looks and have to walk out the front door with the hundred, with the big old bike was just kind of weird, but Hey, we love it. We've been using it trying to get, get everything ready for the wedding. There you go. Yeah. I have not used our bike that um, Jackie has bought once. Uh, I mean, I've played around it a couple of times, but not actually used it for a full workout, which she uses it quite a bit. So, uh, but shout out to you guys. I know you guys were looking for one for a hot minute now. Um, yeah. got one, and you got one for a great deal too. Yeah, one fifty. I was I was surprised to do that. Yeah, because because I mean I think hers was like eight hundred, six hundred, something like that. It was a lot. It was a lot of money. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, but you you were crazy for doing that. I mean, one I did not know cards had gotten this big. I know they were kind of coming back a little bit, but like they, they, apparently you know talking to you about it, they're getting huge. So if you're not in the card game yet, I mean, I'm not, but if you, if you want to get in the card game, like now is the time because um, yeah, it, it's getting very, very big. And I, and I've seen, you're not the only person to do that. I've saw a couple of TikToks of guys waiting all day at, t- uh, at Target or Walmart um, for the release of the cards. Yeah. That, that's why like this past week, this past Friday was a big release date because mm-hmm. uh, how it usually works in card games is like, you got a hobby and then you got retail hobbies, like, where you spend two thousand dollars for like a box, and that's where you go like to your local car store, local hobby store, and you get stuff there. Retail is where you get stuff basically at MSRP, like a blaster box or prism, will cost you twenty bucks at Target. So on, on Target on Friday, I got two of them, forty bucks each, and then my buddy went with me, and we got four of them total. Mm-hmm. I opened two of them, got lucky, got fortunate with my cards, and was able to get some good pulls. And since some people don't have the luxury of waking up at three o'clock in the morning to go get cards, they, they pay, have to pay resale prices. And so it's an extra revenue stream that I'm able to sort of tap into. I think on Friday, but just by waking up at two thirty in the morning, I made 500 bucks after spending money to, uh, to get the product that I needed. There you go. There's a secret to wait. There's a secret way to make money. Just wake up early. <laughs> um, hey, er, the early bird gets the early bird gets the worm. Exactly. Uh, so let's go ahead and start talking about some NFL. Um, before we get into this drafting series, um, I guess that you can say it's sad news. Um, depends on who you are. 
I know Sandy, if he was here, he'd, he'd be very upset. And I know we, we communicated today about it and uh, he, he's at a loss of words. Um, one of his favorite players of all time, Julian Edelman, I believe is on his way to retirement. If he hasn't already retired, I know, I know Barstool dropped a video about it, um, but he failed a, a test for the Patriots and then soon after was released. Um, and I don't think he was going to sign anywhere else. Um, I don't know what the drug test or what test he failed or whatever, what physical he failed. Um, but I believe he is going to retire. So shout out to him. Sad day to him. Um, I did see a stat, though. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame receiver. Um, I know his catch was amazing uh, in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. He's he's great in the postseason. But I did see statistically he was matched up with Heinz Ward, who Heinz Ward has tried to who's been trying to get in the Hall of Fame for X amount of years now. Um, has better stats than than uh, than uh, uh, Edelman, I think, besides Super Bowls. And uh, and unfortunately- okay, here's the thing: like we had this conversation last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think people who are in the Hall of Fame have the statistics mm-hmm. and the resume to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I think the people who are in the Hall of Fame are in these moments in NFL history that you really cannot describe without. Have, without talking about that person mm-hmm. and that's why i think julian Edelman should sort of be in that conversation to be in the hall of fame because of that catch he had goes against the uh the falcons which sort of portrayed which, which sort of helped the 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 patriots come back and win that game and can have the biggest comeback in super bowl history so that's why i personally think he should be in because again his statistics his statistics are decent but that moment in super bowl history should sort of give him that extra mm, to get into the the, the NFT to, to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's going to be in consideration for it. I just think um, I just think it's going to be hard for him to get in. Uh, I do think that he's got a lot of things going for him, you know, with the post postseason, especially he's he's deadly in the postseason um, that catch. He's got multiple Super Bowl rings. I just think he didn't do enough in his entire career because he didn't really come on until he was older. Um, and then really he was only good for, I would say about five, six years where he was just a really solid receiver. And yep. then he's had a really big drop off at the end of his career. And he, it took him a while to get kind of going at the start. So I just see it hard for him to do that, but I do think he'll be in the conversation for hall of fame for sure. Yeah. My thing is, um, it's just cool. His story. Like if you uh, saw a Twitter on this, this earlier today that, he was no scholarships out of high school, mm-hmm. went to Kent State and being quarterback. He had one catch for 10 yards, I think. And then he came in as a seventh round draft pick and he ended up being Tom Brady's safety blanket. And mm-hmm. he was basically Wes Walker 2.0. And he came in and sort of took over what Wes Walker was when when he sort of reached sort of recharacterized the 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 wide receiver position because usually wide receivers before then were not these little stocky slat receivers are the they're the big boys who you just throw up throw up a, a a fade and they'll catch like a randy moss or chris carter and like megatron and then you have west walker come in and just being a quick five yard slant and, and then those completions add up to a first down and that's what all that matters is moving the ball down down the field for a first down yeah for sure i mean i what west was west was the what west was the goat at when it came to little kind of slot receivers um edelman definitely carried that torch for a while um 
So it'll be interesting to kind of see what it's like here in the next couple of years uh, when he kind of, when he's eligible for Hall of Fame. I think you have, I think it's like three or four seasons you have to be out before you can be eligible. So we'll see how that goes for him. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this draft series. So basically what we're going to be doing, um, we're going to go over all 32 picks of the first round. Now we're just going to stay to the first round um, going over them. I understand some teams don't have picks in the first round. Sorry about your kid. Okay. Shouldn't have traded away your pick. Um, but we're just going to focus on the 32, 32 picks the first round. Um, and kind of what we're going to do, this episode is going to be 32 to 21, and we're going to actually work our way backwards. So we're going to start at 32, and we're going to work all the way to number one uh, the week before the uh, NFL draft. So today we're going to be going over 32 to 21, like I just mentioned. Now, do understand this. Josie and myself, we are not going to give you a full mock draft of reasons why we think these guys are going to be drafted here. Basically, what we're going to be doing here today and in the future is we're going to be looking at each team. Okay, we're going to look at their needs and then we're going to kind of look at other people's mock drafts and think, okay, I think this guy might go here. Maybe this guy they might take, you know, or maybe just give you a position um, just because like, hey, they, there's a bunch of tackles. I don't know which one they're going to take, but they're going to take a tackle, for example, or receiver, cornerback. So understand we're not professional mock drafters. Okay. Uh, I don't want you guys to think that we're going to be here giving you guys full-on draft analysis. We're going to do our best um, because we do like the draft. We do like this process, and we enjoy it, but we're also not professionals. I just want to repeat that. We're not professionals, all right? Uh, we're doing this for a good time, okay? Uh, but first up, we're going to start with the defending Super Bowl champs, which is weird to say, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'm just going to list off their quick needs real fast. Um, I mean, they don't really don't need a lot. But, um, I mean, you could say what this this little chart I'm looking at, uh, they need a def interior defense alignment, uh, a running back, an edge, an ed and, and, and an edge rusher. I think those are kind of I, I would agree with those needs um, when it comes to running backs. Leonard Fournette is good, but you kind of need a guy. You kind of need a Tom Brady safety blanket, James White type of guy um, out of the backfield, uh, a change of back. Uh, running back besides Leonard Fournette because he's more of a downhill runner. Uh, interior defensive line, they have a really good old RD line, but I think they're older. A Saint, and that's why I think they're needing that kind of edge and, and interior interior defensive line. But I don't really think um, that they have a ton to fill. What do you? What about you? What do you think about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Because like they're the first team to bring back everybody that won a Super Bowl last year, right? So that's mm -hmm. that's that's like a very very uncommon thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the the big question mark is still going to be Antonio Brown again and, and the running back. Like mm -hmm. your, your your defense is pretty solid. Your your offensive line is solid. You you, you paid big money for was it a uh, what's it what's the linebacker that got paid for that that guy uh, is, is it Dev, no Levante David Levante David got paid big time to come back to be your your your, uh, your linebacker core. So mm -hmm. if I was the Bucks, I would either go uh, Elijah Moore for the wide receiver for Ole Miss. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's a very similar to like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Like it's weird these Ole Miss receivers. They're not good in college, but they're just massive and they're just like freaking athletes and they come into the NFL and sort of blow it up. Or uh, Travis Etienne, uh, running back for Clemson, I think he'll be a good pickup too because like you were saying, like Tom Brady always relied on that one running back to be a safety blanket, like a, a James White back in uh, in the Patriots. And then and then was it uh, uh, the Clara Blunt was a really mm -hmm. good safety blanket for Tom Brady too. So I think Travis Etienne will be a really good change of pace. Like uh, Fournette is your, is your like big heavy hitter running back. And Etienne has that flexibility to be more of a hybrid. Mm -hmm. He can run through the, 
like run run through the trenches, but he, he can also play like like throw him a five uh, a, a quick like pass here and there, and he and he'll be able to do what he needs to do. Exactly. Yeah, I was really I, I was gonna say Travis Etienne. I do I do think it's a prize that that site has receiver listed uh, as a need, but I mean, like you mentioned, they really only have um uh what's his name Chris Godwin on, on and the roster. Scotty White. Yeah, and Scotty White as well, but I think they, I think Scotty White is, he's a four, he's the fourth receiver. I think they needed number three, but I don't think a receiver falls to them. That's a first round value. I mean, basically they're picking in the second round, um, but I think Travis Etienne would be really great here. Um, even the uh, defensive lineman Alabama, uh, Christian uh, Bearmore, I think he'd be very good if he somehow fell this far. I don't see him falling that far, but if he somehow fell this far, just, a, just another depth guy. And who knows, they could continue the junior uh, treatment here and go with Sante Samuel Jr., just like how they went with Antoine Winfield Jr. last year. I mean, just just that's just kind of a funny thing. I don't I don't think they go. I don't think they need a cornerback, but um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I really do think they don't need a lot in the draft. They just need to get younger and they need to add to what their roster already was, kind of like what the Chiefs did a year before when they went with uh, Clyde. They didn't need Clyde, but he was there. Um, and he was going to help that team. And he did He did help them, I think, a bit. But um, obviously, I mean, they were Super Bowl contenders uh, this year. Uh, I could potentially even see the Bucks trading out of 32. Um, I didn't mention this in the, before, but really 32 to 21, there are a lot of teams that are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they don't need a lot. They're really kind of f- fishing for a couple spots here or there. So um, they, like, they, they might want to trade for value. Uh, and, and trade back in the draft uh, just because they have a guy they like who's been falling or whatever. Um, so these pick these these teams might not be picking here. I just want to let you guys know that. Um, but we're picking as if these teams are picking here. So let's go ahead and move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, the the, uh, the losers of the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I guess for some people, um, their needs listed on this site are uh, offensive tackles, receivers, linebacker, and interior O linemen. What are your thoughts on what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be doing in the 2020 or the 2021 draft? Excuse me. I think they might go tackle. They 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 lost two tackles last offseason, and but they picked up again that really good tackle from with the Patriots, I think. Or he's a guard. It was a, a Joe Thune. Yeah, Joe, and but you still lost uh, Eric Eric uh, Fisher, which mm-hmm. was your like number one draft pick a couple of years ago. So I think they go tackle. Uh, I think Walker Little from Stanford would probably be a good pickup, mm-hmm. uh, just to sort of solidify either that that left or right tackle spot. As you saw last year, when when uh, in the Super Bowl, when when the the Patriots were playing the 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 Bucks, like that left side was sort of getting just demolished because Eric Fisher was out, and that was sort of again, it's funny the Achilles heel because Eric Fisher tore his Achilles mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to 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 the uh, Kansas City's defeat. I think if they solidify their own line, that they, they'll be more they'll be really dangerous this, co- this upcoming year. I think drafting the tackle in the first round draft pick will be really good. The uh, the Bucks did that last year with uh, uh, Tristan Weiss, I think what's his name Worfs. is Worfs, mm-hmm. and and the, the stats he put up this past year were absolutely ridiculous. Like like one sack in like almost sixteen games. So I think that's the way they should go. And if they do, I I'm pretty sure we'll see a matchup of the Chiefs and the Bucks again in this upcoming year. Exactly, yeah, hundred percent. I think they're they're the, the first thing they need to fulfill is drafting a tackle. I mean, I agree with you. Walker Walker Little was, I think, a year ago at this time was considered the top tackle in this year's draft. Um, he's he's starting to fall towards the later end. He's there. You have a tackle from North Dakota State, Dylan. I'm not going to say his last name. Tackle from uh, Oklahoma State as well. A tackle from U- USC and a tackle from Texas, uh, Alex Leatherhead from Bama. 
you have a lot of great options here at tackle position in the late of the first round. I think they pick a tackle uh, because I think that's, that is their biggest need. Yes, they do kind of need a receiver, but I think you can get a, a receiver later in the draft. And we've seen, especially last year, um, people have been able to pick up really good receivers in the second, third, fourth round. So I think they'll be able to be fine with receiver. I think they just need to focus on tackle. And I would honestly take two tackles this year just solely because you, you need to draft younger guys. You don't have to pay them as much money um, and you can develop them as they kind of go on. So for Kansas city, it's offensive tackle. And I don't, if they, if they somehow go somewhere else, I, I it, might, they might go linebacker. I think that they, they need some help in, in, in like that, that middle linebacker role. So that could be an option, but again, you, you, there's so much depth and, and like defense and skill mm-hmm. positions. It's harder to find people who are good. Mm-hmm. Like on, on those posi- on those premium positions, which are like the tackles, the quarterbacks, the mm-hmm. the running backs, again, even even like the interior, the, like defensemen, those are the people that are the premium position. Those are the people that get paid the big bucks year over year, and those are harder to sort of find those needles in the haystack in, in these drafts. Mm-hmm. That's why I think these first round draft picks are should be like more allocated towards quarterbacks, towards tackles, towards defensive uh, linemen, like middle linebackers. Those those people who are like are really skilled and have the ability to come in and, and make an impact day one. Like, you can find a really good receiver in the fourth, the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Tyreek Hill was a, was a second or third day pick. Uh, Adam Thielen was an undrafted, undrafted, uh, uh, undrafted uh, draft pick. Like, he, like the, there's, there is depth in these positions. You just have to go and find it. Exactly. So, ho- hopefully the, the Chiefs do right this year and they draft a tackle. Last year, I don't think they did bad, but it just needs to be an offensive tackle. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I'm telling you, Chiefs fans, and I'm, I'm sure um, Ian would be echoing this message, draft an offensive tackle. Um, next, we go to the Buffalo Bills, who kind of had a surprise year um, to some, but they really exploded this year with the, uh, with the kind of the downfall of the Patriots. Um, their needs listed on this site, cornerback, edge, and receiver, and I 100% agree. Um, if I'm them, I'm actually drafting defense with my first three picks. Um, the Bills, who are known as a defensive team, really their defense was kind of not great in a sense. Um, and, and I don't think this has anything to do with Tredavious White or even the safeties. I just think they have a guy. I think their number two cornerbacks and their number three cornerbacks, their nickel and the, and the second and the second cornerback guy aren't that great. And I think they need to go out and get a cornerback. Um, who that is, I don't know. It depends on who falls. Um, you know, Greg Newsome from from Northwestern, I could, I could see him taking there. Tyson Campbell. Um Asante Samuel Jr. It kind of just depends on who falls to them. I don't know obviously who's going to follow him, but they've 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 got a lot of options. I would say at this position because um, even Caleb Farley's has been drafted this late in the thirties. I don't think he falls that far because I think he's he's a lot of upside right now. But uh, I, I think they go cornerback here. What about you, Josie? Uh, I think they go edge. I think defensive edge would probably be where to go. Uh, I cannot spell his name from Georgia. I would not try to do that at all. Like, yeah, I would yeah. sort of be embarrassed. Um, I think it would be a good fit. Um, again, like they absolutely, the Bills last year got absolutely demolished mm-hmm. on the defense when they played the Chiefs. They had a chance early on, but their their defense sort of let them down. I can understand them going receiver because I think this upcoming year, all the eyes are going to be focused on Stephon Diggs because of the tremendous year he had last year and the tremendous connection he has with uh, Josh Allen. And I, I see the logic of getting a receiver, but thing is, again, like a receiver is not really a premium position. Diggs was in a first round draft pick. Like mm-hmm. you can probably find a really solid 
my receiver too later on in in the in, in the in the draft. So I will go edge the the guy from Georgia. I'm not going to pronounce his name. No disrespect to him. He deserves to be has announced his name to be announced correctly by the commission. I'm not the commission, so he can practice this. So I'll go edge for for the Bills. I'm sure like I, I, I I've always wanted to talk about this, but this commissioner or whoever announces the picks, they must have to go through like a crazy course or something to be able to pronounce some of these guys' names. They are just, I, I don't even understand like how these are real words, but Hey, uh, more and more to him, I guess. But uh, then we let's go ahead and move on to the uh, 29th selection overall, the green Bay Packers. And for the love of all things, that is Aaron Rodgers and green Bay. Please draft something to help this man. Okay. I don't care what it is. Draft something on offense. I mean, for, for all hope of, of any fantasy person, of anyone, draft a receiver. Because this man has thrown, I think, less than 10 touchdowns to first overall pick. And it wasn't even a pick that happened to his team. He was drafted first overall to the Jags, I believe, or to some other team and made his way through free agency multiple years later. Um, and that was Mar- Mercedes, or Mercedes Lewis. Please draft an offensive talent for Aaron Rodgers to be able to use. That's all I'm saying. Josie, I'll leave it to you now. Yeah, I, I either you go receiver or they go tackle or even like a center because they lost their center to um to okay. to, 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 to Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I think anything they can do instead to go draft another quarterback will be best for uh the the, the Packers. Um I think if if Terrence Marshall doesn't get picked up in 28 by by the Saints, I think he'll be a really good uh, receiver number two for Green Bay because Again, all the eyes, and we saw this with the Bucks. They locked down Devontae Adams in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. Uh, like everybody else, wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And if they had a good right receiver too, it would free up the the, the double coverage, the uh, like the even like the zone coverage, watching Devontae Adams twenty four seven, and and then free him up to do whatever he wants. The thing is, it boggles my mind is the week before he played against Jalen Ramsey and he had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. And but then he in the NFC Championship game he was basically useless and Aaron didn't have nobody else to go to like you, you spent good money on Aaron Jones to be your running back for the future now as a Green Bay as an organization commit to a tackle commit to a receiver commit to something else to help Aaron Rodgers at least enjoy his last two years in NFL because he's getting old and I don't think he'll play up to his 45s like Tom Brady is I, I don't think so because he has a different playing style than Tom Brady mm-hmm. so that's why I think if Terrence Marshall is there at 29, you take him. If not, you take the tackle for North Dakota State to help out the offensive line to give Rodgers more time to do what he does, which is create magic. There is only one person that's not an offensive player that I would be acceptable at this point. And it's only because I've been hearing great things about him. It's the safety at a TCU, Travion, and I'm not going to say his last name. It starts with an M, though. That's the only person I think is, is respectable that you should be able to take here. Uh, if I'm Green Bay, just for the simple fact that I've been hearing great things about him. But other than that, draft, draft something to help Aaron Rodgers. Again, I don't care if it's a receiver, if it's an offensive tackle, whatever it may be, give some, give give this man help. That, that's all That's all I'm saying about that um, because we we need it. And if it, I don't want to see what happened last year again. I don't think it will, but I just, I just want to reiterate that. Um, now we go to the New Orleans Saints. Um, unfortunately, there will be a Drew Brees-less team this year. Uh, but I don't think they'll be able to draft any kind of good quarterback that's going to be at least in the first round. Um, so they're kind of SOL on that. But some of their other needs, cornerback, receiver, edge, linebacker, they do have a lot of needs to fill. 
Um, but I really have a lot of hope in Sean Payton. Um, again, I think next is Baltimore. Baltimore Saints and Packers. I could see a run of back-to-back-to-back receivers taken. I think they all need a receiver, uh, a receiver help at some or with something. You know, Adams and Thomas for the Saints and Packers are a little bit more established. The Ravens need a lot more help. Um, so I could potentially see the Saints and or the Packers not drafting a receiver, but um, receivers a, a need. They need inside linebackers. They need Ed rushers, and they need cornerbacks. Again, kind yeah, of the same. Yeah, really their defense is good because they have a good scheme and they have talented players um, and they have players that know their role and they do their role, but they kind of need a game changer. Marshawn Lattimore, great game changer, but that's him and Cam Jordan are kind of it that they have on the Saints D. Uh, What do you think the Saints are going to do at uh, 28? Honestly, this is probably going to – okay, I know we're drafting like nothing's happening, but I do see the Saints moving up. I, 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 if you kind of have to, like, mm-hmm. you had the opportunity to sign a pretty big name uh, quarterback in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Carson Woods was out there. He went to your team, and, you, and you're, like, ecstatic about that. Uh, I think even San Francisco was shopping around. Jimmy Jean, I think they still are. Mm-hmm. So you had the opportunity to make a good move in the offseason to pick up a solid quarterback. So I see the Saints moving up and sort of putting their money into, like, one of the top five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This, like this year's quarterback class is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I think five will probably go in the top 10. We'll talk about that later in the next coming, coming weeks. But if not, uh, I think they should go receiver. Um, it just depends whoever's still there. I think it's, again, I, if the Saints don't pick up Terrence Marshall, I think they should pick him up. I think he'd be a really good compliment to um, Mike, Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. especially because uh, Sanders just left, I think. Didn't Sanders go somewhere else? So Sanders left. So you need another wide receiver too, and he and Sanders was your was your solid number two, uh, and when Thomas was out, he became your one. So if he's not there, like who you can rely on, AK, but AK is more of like your he's a he's a flex, he's more of a hybrid running back, which absolutely everybody loves, especially in your fantasy. Mm-hmm. But you still need somebody there to sort of be your your number two, number three receiver. Look at the Cowboys. You got Amari Cooper, you got Ceedee Lamb, you got Michael Gallup three guys who could probably be either number one receiver on, on any team. And you got, and, and the New Orleans Saints only have one dude, which is a slight master and Michael Thomas, which is really good. But then again, you still need a, a quarterback who can throw a touchdown pass. That's the big thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, and I, Taysom Hill's not the answer. I'll just say that now. Jameis could potentially be the answer, but I don't see it. Um, I really think what the Saints should do with this pick I mean, I could see them trading up, but I, I could also see them trading back, gaining more picks. Um, but if they stay at 28, I think you draft the best available best available player at this position, whether that be a, a defensive player at cornerback, edge, linebacker, or the receiver. Really think that's where they need to go. Their old line is solid. I don't really think they need another – they obviously don't need another running back. Um, but I really do like Ter- Terrence Marshall because, I mean, he's a great receiver, but he's also kind of a number two. Um, which, I mean, I don't know if you want to draft him in the first overall or the first round. Um, he was great behind uh, Jamar Chase uh, in 2019, but he kind of excelled last year without Jamar Chase, but he didn't really because he didn't have Joe Burrow, obviously. Um, so, I mean, he, he's a great receiver for that kind of for that kind of role. Then we had to Baltimore, uh, pick number 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Again, a team that needs a receiver as well. Like I said, we could probably see back-to-back-to-back-to-picks at receiver. Uh, again, an ed- and they need an edge guy as well or a safety or kind of their needs. 
Um, I'm going to let you talk about this Ravens team. What do you think they need uh, down there in Baltimore? Uh, I think I think they would. I think the smart thing for them to do, and the thing is crazy, like Baltimore's always done really good in drafts. Like, that's what they're known for is drafting really good players. Patrick Queen last year uh, was a really great pickup for them. I might be kind of queer, weird, but I think Landon Dickerson, that the center of Alabama, will sort of be a good pickup for them because the Ravens rely on that running game. J.K. Dobbins is now your number one guy. Lamb Jack is, again, can pull up ridiculous numbers if he has a good offensive line. Uh, your receivers are still kind of iffy. Um, mm-hmm. You have Hollywood Brown, and then I think that's basically. But you have Mark Andrews as a good, really good tight end. Uh, your defense, the Ravens always have a good defense year over year. I, if I was them, I would sort of re- solidify the offensive line and go uh, Landon Dickerson. I know he sort of tore his ACL last year mm-hmm. um, in the SEC championship games. So it's kind of going to be worth seeing him uh, coming back from the from the ACL tear, but he still was like dominant like mm-hmm. in college football, and he's going to probably be dominant and. In the NFL, so if I was Ravens, goal the is not probably the safe way, not the most not, not the most exciting pick, but mm-hmm. long term is going to pay off. Like the, the the Cowboys picked up Travis Frederick to be your center, and he was absolutely phenomenal and led to like Zeke being as good as Zeke is, and I think he was solidified the offensive line. I think the Ravens next year can be a good threat in the AFC. They can open up that run game and. And then, as we all know, when that run game's open in, in, in Baltimore, it's mm-hmm. games. It's just, it's it's going to be raining cats and dogs because because Lamar Jackson can go for 150 yards and give him to J.K. Dobbins, go off another 100 yards and put up 20, 30, put up 20, 40 points in one game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for, for sure. But I uh, I really do see them going kind of a value pick at the edge edge rusher position. Um, I think they've kind of missed that out. Um, obviously, they just lost Matthew Judon to the Patriots. Um, and, and a couple years ago they had Suggs before he kind of got older. So I really think they need an edge rusher. Um, and so I think they're going to go edge and I think they're going to try to pick their edge rusher of the future who that is. I have no idea. I could also see him taking that tra- uh, Travion guy from TCU. If he fell this far again, I think he, he's starting to rise in a lot of people's draft boards though, but if he somehow fell to the Ravens, I think those two are kind of their best options. I don't think they should pick a receiver, um, just because I don't. At this point, I think the, the receivers kind of going in this area are Marshall, uh, Rondell Moore, and uh, um, the guy from Ole Miss, Elijah Moore, as well. And, I mean, they're all good receivers, but I don't think they're what the Ravens need. If the, if the only receiver I think the Ravens should take at this, at this position, and I hope he does not fall down to this, because if he did, that means my team fucked up, um, Rashad Bateman. If he is here, the Ravens need to take him. If he's not here, I think they need to go defense. That's that's just my opinion, um, but you'll kind of see that why that is here uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes. But um, those are the first six picks that we're going to do. We're going to take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor, Anchor.fm, as well as Thrive Fantasy. When we come back, we'll be finishing up uh, the rest of the, uh, the other six picks, uh, and then we will be sending you guys off. So we'll see you guys after the break. Okay, so for y'all at home that know Drew, Stone, and I, you know that we're big fantasy football guys. We're also big fantasy sports guys. We've gotten out in the soccer, and we're going to be doing fantasy hockey. Drew's doing fantasy basketball this year. Drew, this is exciting because now I get to tell you to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. 
And here's the best thing about it, Drew, because like when you're doing football, and we know football, but you have to go do a lot of research about it to go look at the matchups, look at the numbers. Like, is Big Ben going to do it this week? Is he going to throw this much? You don't have to do that anymore with Thrive Fantasy. So they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport, like you and me back in the day when we played Division Three football. So, Drew, what are some examples of how they do this? Yeah, so for so they do it differently. So NFL, you get uh, 20 different player props that you can bet on, uh, and you only have to choose 10 of them. So like tonight, uh, for example, we've got the Bengals and the Steelers playing. They give you 20 people, 20 uh, prop bets. You only pick 10 of them. You pick the over under on them. So that's smart. all you got to do. That's all you have to do. And then for NF or for the NBA, MLB, PGA, and esports, which I know you're not a huge fan of esports, but We've got uh, – you only have to choose five of ten. So they only have five out, uh, and then you only have to choose five of them. Uh, each each prop bet has a fantasy point total acc- accumulated to it for the over-under. So if you think Big Ben, for example, is going to throw for 260 yards, uh, you might bet the over. If you think he's going to throw over, you might bet the under. Uh, each value is different. Uh, and then the next per- the next one might be different. So Big Ben might have 105 points for the over and, and 95 for the under, but it might be flipped on the other one. So each point is different. Um, and then the most points at the end of the of the week gets a, uh, a share of the pool prize money. But I like this part, though, Drew. It's the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. And you know fantasy sports is all about risk, and we like that. Yes, sir. We like that. Yes, sir. Uh, and then they also do PGA as well. A uh, new contest each and every day for the tournaments uh, for Thursday only and Friday only. So you don't have to sweat your golfers ruining your weekend if they do not make the cut. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who have that problem. So you're probably sitting in your homes thinking like Thrive Fantasy. I've never heard of Thrive Fantasy. Well, that's your fault because they've awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 it has $75,000 guaranteed in prizes weekly, $75,000. Imagine what you could do with $75,000. So use promo code splitting ups today. Drew, we have our own promo code splitting ups. Use promo code splitting ups when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match bonus up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download that fantasy on the app store or play store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. That's www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today and hashtag prop up today. And welcome back. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're going to go over the next six picks in the NFL draft. We just went over the Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, um, Packers, Saints, and the Ravens. And now we've got the next six up. Uh, This is from 27, I believe, or 26 to 21. Um, First up, we've got the Cleveland Browns picking at 26. Um, Their needs, uh, as this side listed, um, they need an edge rusher, interior D-line, a wide receiver, and a cornerback. Um, The Browns is an interesting team to me because they have a lot of very good on-the-paper Players, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, um, Odell Beckham. Their two running backs are studs, Austin Hooper. Their O-line, I, I think, is, so, is solid. I don't think they're going O-line. Um, I do think – I do I do like the idea of getting an edge rusher or a cornerback next to, to Ward and Garrett just to kind of relieve that pressure from them just a little bit. Um, I don't think they have a specific need where it's like this needs to be filled this week 
or this this draft. I really think they have the the um, they really they're really in a nice spot in my opinion. They can kind of go a lot of different ways, and I think that's very very good to be at because you, then you get yourself picking the best available player, which in turn makes your team a lot better. Uh, what about you, Josie? What do you think about the Cleveland Browns? What they're going to do? Yeah, they, they're really good on paper. That, that's and, and the thing is, it sort of drives me insane that they're great on paper, but they don't don't go far. Well, they they went to divisional last year and they had a chance to beat KC and KC sort of did that ballsy play in the last minute and, and they won. Um, but it still blows my mind because at, you, you when you when you read that roster, you're like, okay, why is it this a Super Bowl loving Super Bowl contending team? I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of things. It's just the camaraderie coaching and X, Y, and Z. So they had, like you said, they have the luxury of picking whoever they want. I think they may go linebacker. Uh, mm-hmm. Their linebacker is just to add depth, depth to that defense is always good. Uh, their offense, I think, is pretty solid. I think Baker's, again, your your franchise quarterback. You got that, that one or two power punch in the running back. Um, even if even if Odell doesn't come back, doesn't, doesn't come back, you still have a really good wide receiver core. Your offensive line's good. Mm-hmm. Your tight ends are good. Um I think linebacker, maybe, maybe your 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 uh, your defensive line, mm-hmm. even maybe a safety corner. You just, just they're they're pretty consistent across the board. They don't have like that one really really big weak spot like some teams do that they need to drop this player to make them better. So it'll be interesting. I think the Browns may be a dark horse this upcoming year because they're they're really good on paper, and if they draft pretty decent this year, they have the the tools to make a deep run next year. Yeah, 100%. I, I really think they're, they're in the best spot at 26. They're in a very good spot to trade back from, uh, whether it be back into the first round, like, you know, trade someone with like the late 30s or 20s that we just talked about, or into the early second round, or whoever they pick at 26 will be, if they do, if they pick good, it'll be just a good value pick. So they're in a great spot. If I'm a Cleveland Browns fan right now, I'm very excited about this draft. Um they might not pick the prettiest player when it comes to, or most exciting player, I should say, but they're going to pick someone that's going to help their franchise this year to, to make that push again to being uh, NFL Super Bowl contenders out in the AFC. Now, I really do think they have a shot to win the AFC North this year. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of see that. Uh, then we go on to 25, and this was originally uh, a pick for the Rams, but I believe this was acquired in the Jalen Ramsey trade. Um, obviously the Jaguars are going to be selecting number one overall. Again, we'll talk about that pick later. I think we already know who it is. Sunshine, baby. Um, but um, Sunshine. They, they have a, they have an opportunity just kind of like how the Dolphins did last year um, with when they drafted two and they had three extra picks. The Jaguars in a very similar situation. Um, they obviously won't need to fill their quarterback need. Um, but they need to, they need to either build around um, Trevor Lawrence on offense with running back, receiver, offensive, offensive lineman, that'd be great. Or they need to continue to build on defense because um, they kind of have a young court that they're kind of building around. Miles Jack is the center of that. Um, but where do you think this Jaguars team is going at 25? Uh, it go one or two ways. Either offensive line, they go, again, the offensive line from uh, TU. Mm-hmm. Or they can go receiver and pick up uh, Randall Moore from Purdue. So I – if I was him, I'll go receiver because you don't have a number one guy. I think what LaVisca uh, Chanel Jr. might be a good D- receiver DJ, next year. DJ Chalk is their listed number one, and I don't think he's a true number one, but he's definitely a borderline number one, num- a number two guy. 
Yeah, I, I, I still think next year LaVisca is going is to be the, number, the, the go-to target for uh, Sunshine. So mm-hmm. I think it just depends on, on who's available, like really, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams ahead of them and there's a lot of teams that, that need help on the line, also need help on the uh, receiver course. So if the tackle from Texas is available, take him. If the receiver from Purdue is available, take him. So whatever you can do to sort of give more weapons to Sunshine will make your team better and give him a chance to be successful since day one. And I think either either option will be bad. Do you think the Jaguars by any chance would like to pair up Sunshine with his running back, Travis Etienne, at this pick? I don't think – why would you, like – I, I, I still think James Robinson is, is a good pickup, and he was an undrafted free agent last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he had a 1,000-yard uh, season last year with a sort of under uh, under like under like underperforming team and offensive line. Mm-hmm. So just imagine when you have a quarterback done that wants to play, and that's a NFL quarterback, and you have an offensive line that's sort of rebuilt and rejuvenated mm-hmm. and is there to protect you. I still think that's the right way to go. Because if you pick, if, if you bring in Travis Etienne, you're gonna have two guys, which was like, which is it has been shown that could be successful, mm-hmm. but all the big, all the big teams have that one running back, and they have a good offensive line. The Cowboys, uh, who else? Like the the, the, the even uh, the tight ends, the Bucks, the the, the Colts. Even your Colts have a really good offensive line. They have Johnson Taylor as a running back, so I think that's the philosophy they should be adapting. Because in order for them to sort of rebuild and eventually become a Super Bowl contending team, mm-hmm. they need, we all know, the premium the premium positions are the line. Like, why spend, I understand that you want to spend a first-round draft pick, like for like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, for a Derrick Henry, like these guys who sort of revolutionize the running back game, revolutionize their position, by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. But at 25, when you have the luxury of picking up another running back, you know, in, in the free agent market, either the, the, the fourth, fifth, sixth round, don't spend, don't waste that pick. Get somebody who might be a really good impact player since day one. Receivers, I'm, I'm still iffy about them picking them in round one. We saw uh, Corey, Corey Davis being drafted number five and him be sort of useless. And then you have mm-hmm. Michael Thomas being drafted like second, third round and him being sort of the best receiver at one point in, the, in our game. Devontae Adams, the same thing. He was drafted later in the rounds. He's one of the best receivers in our game. Mm-hmm. I, I still think they should go offensive line and help Sunshine rebuild, give him some protection because we know the protection means a lot, especially now since they're playing 17 games. He's going to need the extra protection to have an extra one or two years to play. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think offensive line is the best spot to go here um, just because I think – now I do think they like their tackles, or at least they used to. I don't know what the Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer is going to do there. Uh, Javon Taylor, as well as Cam Robinson, are their offensive tackles. They're they're kind of average tackles in the NFL, so maybe they bring in some youth and maybe to challenge that. But um, who who knows what they're gonna do here? Uh, but I I definitely think whatever they do, you need to you need to start that process of building around um, Lawrence. And I do think I know Urban Meyer's kind of days of him at college. He does like having a pass rusher um, to come off the edge. But um, I, I think it's more important to start building around Sunshine. You got to start building around your quarterback. You got to start building building for the future there. Um, so that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully they do terrible in this draft because they are in the AFC South. I am unfortunately going to have to watch um, Trevor Lawrence in my conference for God knows how many years. Um, but 
you know, shout out to Jacksonville for, I guess, getting two first round picks this year. Then we look at the next team, uh, which is a team that I hated on pretty much the entire season last year. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are drafting at 25 overall. And they need a lot of help. Oh, boy, oh, boy, they do. Um, I've talked about their issues for many of episodes on this podcast since we started. Um, and I don't think they fill them. Um, I think, you know, I you talked about Landon Dickerson for the Ravens. I think that's the best possible fit here for um, the Steelers for the simple fact that if you if you put them on the Ravens, that offense line is probably the best in the NFL or at least one of the best. Um, you put them on the Steelers, I think they still are an average offensive line, but he does help their run game a lot, which is something they drastically need to do. Um, but if they don't go offense, they need to go defense because their defense was terrible on and not not as a whole as at the cornerback position. That's really where they need to go to is draft a cornerback to allow for their defense to be more well-rounded. So hopefully they again they suck and they do terrible in this draft and they draft uh, a receiver. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they will. But what do you think the Steelers are going to do? Uh, to me, interesting. I think if again, if if Lenny Dickerson's there, I think it'd be a good replacement for uh, the the Pouncy tw- one of the Pouncy twins who 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 sort of left. Um, but if the safety's there from TCU, I think the is an easy pickup. Like I think he'll be a good complement to uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. I think him and Mika will be really complement complement to each other and be really good duo. And then maybe Mika can sort of go into a a, a DB role and let him be the the safety that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 weird because there's so many positions that the Steelers need help with and it really depends on who's available and like and who's there if the safety from TCUs are take them Landon Dickerson's there take them if uh you you only help a receiver but I and who knows maybe even the Pittsburgh Steelers might be a little bit ballsy and trade up and try and get a quarterback because everybody know that Big Ben is Big Ben is not Big Ben anymore and mm-hmm. They were sort of lucky, like we said time in and time out on this podcast. They only reason, the main reason why they went 11 and 11 and 0 last year is because they had the easiest schedule to start off in the NFL season, mm-hmm. which sort of was an artificial 11 and 0, but it was still 11 and 0. Yeah. But when they started going against really big talent within the division, particularly, they were getting beat. So if I, and, and I don't see Travis, I don't, I don't see Rudolph being a good franchise quarterback. He's not a, he's not a big band replacement. So, Either you go defense, either you go offensive line, or either you go you get ballsy and trade up for a, and trade up and get a one of these top five quarterbacks that everybody's putting their money in. And I think one of the, and and if you do either one, I think it'll be the best way to go. But if I was a Steelers and and uh, the the safety from TCU was in that in that spot, you take them and and you run with them and you build them up to be the safeties that we know and we love at Pittsburgh. Like safety was no like Pittsburgh was known to 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 have these mean like defense like this this, this defense that you don't want to play against like Troy Polamalu like you, you did not want to get hit by Troy Polamalu so I think you pick him up you develop him and, and he eventually becomes uh, a star in the NFL in, in, in that safety position and I, I know Pookie um, was an avid he, he really liked J.K. Dobbins a year ago um, fortunately he went to the Steelers and J.K. Dobbins is now a star in uh, Ravens the Steelers. Ravens, Ravens. Sorry for the Ravens. Uh, Poogie wanted him on his Steelers, but he did not get drafted there. Um, and he was, he's not a killer for the Ravens. So, um, again, hopefully the Steelers shit the bed, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I won't, I won't call them out just yet, but they do have some needs to fill, in my opinion. 
Uh, then we go to pick number 23, the New York Jets. Um, again, they will be selecting uh, second overall in this year's draft. Um, I don't think it's going to be a surprise who they're selecting. I think they're going to be taking Zach Wilson, but we'll be talking more about that in a couple weeks. Um, but then, again, kind of the same situation as Jacksonville. They have an, a, a unique opportunity to start filling in that roster around their, their potential starting quarterback in the NFL or the future of their franchise. Um, I don't think but they're in a they're in a kind of different situation than Jacksonville because they just drafted Mecky Becton last year from Louisville, who has huge potential and upside, um, had a decent uh, rookie year. Um, so I don't really think they go offensive tackle here, especially not left left tackle. Um, but they have a ton of needs to fill in defense. So I, I really do think they're going to go defense here because offensively. They're not set, but um, they're they just they just signed uh, Robert Sala from I think that's how you say his name. I was probably wrong. But the defensive coordinator from the 49ers is now their head coach. So I mm -hmm. think as a defensive coordinator, he's probably going to select the defensive player with his first overall selection. That's not second overall uh, as his franchise quarterback. What do but what do you think about this Jets pick? Uh, I think they need help on that on that defensive back and safety area. They gave up Jamal Adams to uh, Seahawks last year, and mm -hmm. this is one of the picks that they got from that trade. And I think the irony is going to be funny because I think they'll go defensive back and get Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State, who's probably the number number two, one of the top three DBs mm -hmm. in, in the draft. Number one, Patrick Sutain was a third or junior, or whatever. We'll go to my Cowboys because we need help in that in that defensive backs role. And I think uh, the Jets do too. And I think picking up Robert Sala from the uh, 49ers as a defense, like you're gonna, you gave up uh, Sam uh, was this Sam Darnold to the Cardinals, basically that's it to, to Panthers, basically for free, for free. You gave him to him for free. Mm -hmm. um, so you're gonna go, you're gonna go quarterback and then number one, two, number two pick. So here, I think his uh, instinct and his background is gonna make him go. Defense, and I still think I think Asante Samuel Jr. will be really good uh, pick up in that in that spot, and sort of maybe bring back a, a like a two point of Revis Island and have that shut down corner that the Jets had. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be a good pickup. It's, it's just kind of unfortunate that he's going to the New York Jets. Uh, fresh, fresh, uh, uh, franchise because as we've seen some. People don't last there long. Like the uh, Darnold was drafted, he mm -hmm. left. Uh, Adams was drafted, he left. Oh. And then it's just it's it's it, it's a sad thing, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I really though I think anyone they do select will be an improvement of their franchise because they were kind of a dumpster fire last year. Um, yep. So uh, I, I I really did think they were gonna go 0 and 16, and then they flipped the switch the second half of the year and kind of started to become pe competitive um but they have a lot of holes to fill in this roster uh and obviously they're going to fill one at number two but i think this is they have a unique opportunity to draft someone else in the same draft as getting a franchise quarterback um so yeah i think it would be kind of funny though if they drafted uh the guy from tcu tavion whatever his last name is um who's a safety to fill in for jamal adams but i, I don't see them doing that but you, you never know it's the nfl draft um we um, see crazier things happen. We see exactly. um, what's his face? Uh, Jamarcus Russell go number one overall. <laughs> well, it wasn't crazy at the time, but it ended up being a very, very crappy pick. Um, then we move on to another AFC South rival of mine, the Tennessee Titans, drafting at number twenty-two overall. Um, 
their needs, uh, cornerback, receiver, offensive tackle, safety, and tight end. They do have a lot of needs. They lost some guys uh, in free agency. Um, but I, I think their biggest need in watching a lot of their games this year, um, because I had Derek Henry on my fantasy team, is the defense. They got torched. We talked about with the Buffalo Bills absolutely destroyed on defense. The Titans were a fairly good defensive team a year ago. They were not a good defensive team this last year. They need to go defense. Whatever they do, they need to go defense. Yes, I know they, they just lost Corey Davis um, to free agency, but I think their needs are much bigger on the de- defense side of the ball. What about you, Josie? What do you think? Yeah, like I'm I'm sort of torn because I think they should pick up um, what's his, the Rashard Bateman from Minnesota. Uh, that's if, again, your, your Colts don't pick him up in, in the pick prior. But I think he'll be a good receiver to sort of complement A.J. Brown. But then again, I, I'm still sort of iffy about picking receivers in the first round. I think with a couple of ones recently that have been very successful in the first round have been like Julio, Amari. I've been really successful in their first round draft picks. Other mm-hmm. other ones have been second, third, fourth round. So it's really hard for me to put that value on a receiver and being a first round draft pick. So I could see him going uh, – defense again that's what you're saying i think maybe greg newsom the defensive back from uh, northwestern northwestern university will be mm-hmm. a good um pickup i think he's very similar to and it can help but sort of be compliment to, to janoris jenkins who they brought in the in the offseason so i think it'll be a good pickup and a good compliment so i think that may help them or if not they could go somewhere on 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 the, on the interior and pick up an edge from uh, what's the guy from from penn state i think it would be a really good pickup as well mm-hmm. Um, Kawini Payne, I think is not Michigan it's from Michigan. Kawini Payne, mm-hmm. uh, I think he'll be he'll be a good pickup for them. So one of those three options will be good. I, I I still cannot put a value on a first one drop pick for a receiver. I, I if I was him, I'll go defensive back and, and take Greg Newsom from uh, Northwestern University. Yeah, again, I think they they have a lot of holes to fill. Um, I think Tennessee two years ago kind of was that dark horse. Um, that surprised a lot of teams. And then this year they kind of got, um, I wouldn't say surprised, but they kind of, their, their, their holes were shown this season. So I think they're going to really spend this draft trying to fill those holes. I personally think it starts on the defense side of the ball. They just lost to JV on, well, they haven't technically lost him yet. He's still in free agency, but he, um, he, I don't think he's going to resign with the Titans, but they lost him to free agency. I'm just going to say it. Um, so I think they're going to try to fill that need of edge rusher because they don't really have a guy that can do it. So I think you're right. That guy from Michigan would be a very good value pick here. Same as the Penn State uh, outside linebacker as well. I don't know his name or linebacker or edge rusher. I don't again. I, part of the reason Jalen Phillips from from Miami. I think that's that's one guy I'm thinking of as well. Part of the reason why I'm not going to mispronounce. Part of the reason why I'm not going to announce these guys' names because I cannot pronounce them. Again, shout out to Roger Goodell and all the guys that do make the pronunciations because. They make it look easy. Um, I look at these guys' names and I'm like, who, what, who, what? Um, but when, when, where, and why? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so t- Tennessee, Tennessee is in a good spot. Um, I'll say that I don't think they need a receiver. I really don't, especially how much they lean on um, on uh, on Derrick Henry in the run game. You know, I understand the receiving game is a huge part of it, their play action, but really, I think they're they got smoked in defense last year. So please go to the defense side of the ball if you're Tennessee. And that's coming from a Colts fan. So please, Tennessee, go there. Um, And that leads us straight into the final pick of our first 12 picks we are doing today. 
My team in um, All right, how about it, Drew? Is, is, uh, is, I'm gonna is, let you is, go first. I'm gonna let you go first. Man, why are you putting them on, on the blast on, on the on a spot like this? Um, personally, well, let, let me go over their needs real fast, just just to go, just to Indianapolis Colts 21 overall. Um, offensive tackle, really left tackle. Um, you got cornerback and receiver are kind of our our major needs. So Josie, I'm gonna let you talk about them first, and then I'm gonna go all in, baby. Um, I think you go edge and you pick up the guy from Penn State. I think it'd be a good compliment to the to to def, uh to Buck to Buckner. What's his name? Uh, DeForest Buckner. I cannot pronounce his last last name. Um, and and Houston will Justin Houston will be a really good compliment to him. Or you get very crazy and you make that offensive line even better, and you pick up the guy from Texas or from Oklahoma State. Um, so either way, I think if I was the GM for the Colts. I know you need help on the the defensive side of the ball, but I'll get ballsy and and sort of solidify the offensive line and pick up either the, the uh, T- uh, Taven Jenkins from uh, Oklahoma State or uh, the the other tackle from uh, University of Texas. All right, Josie. I mean, the the people listed on here are exactly what we need. They they they're missing edge. Um, I because I think we do need another edge rusher. We don't. I mean, DeForest Buckner is a great interior edge or interior rusher. Justin Houston is is on the decline of his career. You know, he's getting older, and he's still producing, which is awesome. But at some point, he's he's gonna stop producing, and that could be this year. So definitely, edge rusher is a top priority. Um, cornerback. Uh, another top priority, but I think we can kind of hold the fort for this year with Kenny Moore, Xavier Rhodes, and um, uh, the guy we picked a couple years ago. I can't – Rock Yassin. So I think we can hold the fort with those guys. Our safeties are great. Linebackers are great. Um, so then, so I think we – this pick – if this pick is not an offensive – if this pick is not an offensive pick, I will be upset. Um, because I think we have two needs that are our biggest needs – and unfortunately, with Anthony Costanzo um, retiring, um, obviously tackle position is, is a need that we need to fill. And we didn't do it in the offseason, which is beyond my mind why we haven't done shit this offseason. But, um, you know, offensive tackle is a big need. But I will not – I will be so upset if this name for the Indianapolis Colts does not come off the board. If Rashad Bateman – is there at, at, at there at 21 and his name is not with the Colts symbol next to it. I might lose my shit. I might lose it. Okay. I know we've drafted, Bye. we drafted Philip Dorsett a couple years ago, right? Terrible pick, awful pick. I think I wanted um, a safety from, I don't care. I wanted a uh, Landon Collins because I think at that time we needed this. We needed safety more than a receiver drafted Philip Dorsett. Awful. Okay. We have not had a good receiver in our organization since since uh, T.Y. Hilton with Andrew Luck. Okay, that's about three years now. All right, three years without a good receiver. The Colts can't throw the ball to anyone. Partially, that's because our quarterbacks have been terrible. But also, quarterbacks need good weapons. We saw it with Tom Brady. Okay, his last year in New England had terrible weapons. No one to throw the ball to. And he moves on to, to Tampa goes on to have amazing weapons and look at the season he just had. So you have to, you have to give weapons to your quarterback. All right. Um, Bateman, it, it, you know, obviously there is a clear distinction between the top, I think three guys this year with uh, Smith, Chase, Waddle. And I think there's one more, I can't remember. 
um, his name off the top of my head. But there, there's another receiver, I believe, that's kind of in the talks in the top four or whatever of receivers. Or maybe it's just – maybe I'm thinking of, uh, of Pitts as being, a, as being basically a receiver playing tight end. Um, but those guys are clear to head better than everyone else. But Bateman has been compared to those guys since a year ago whenever, you know, the early season drafts came out. Bateman was always in, in, in talk with those three guys. Okay, he's kind of fallen off just a little bit enough for the Colts to be able to take him. That's why I think you take him because I think his upside is there. He's a big receiver, which is what the Colts have really never had ever. You know, Pittman's kind of that new guy. And I know they're kind of doing the whole, oh, well, T.Y. is going to give the torch to Pittman. Nah, bitch, give that shit to Bateman because he's a better receiver than Pittman. Pittman's good. Don't get me wrong. But having a receiving core of T.Y., Pittman and Bateman this year, just for a year of T.Y. before he goes off into Never Never Land, we never have to worry about him again because he'll retire. I, I I just see there's so like just please pick a receiver that has upside that's actually good. Philip Dorsett was the last receiver we've picked that's been, but he was a he didn't have any upside with the Colts. Okay, um, so if it's not Bateman, I probably will throw a tantrum. I'll be a little child. The thing is like okay. Why put that much value on a receiver in the first round? In the first round, like there's mm-hmm. so much more depth, you can end up getting another receiver. Like Pittman Jr. was a second round draft pick. Uh, JT was second round draft pick. Just go the safe route and begin re-solidify the offensive line, and it will allow Jonathan Taylor to have another monster season, and maybe open up that that um, that the play that the passing game of Carson Wentz. If you could throw a ball to a receiver, not throw it to the opposite team, and maybe allow Pittman Jr. to have a good second year and develop into being a good re- receiver. He has the attributes to be a good receiver, and but more importantly, he doesn't make good YouTube content. Uh, just side note. Uh, but TY is another good compliment as well. But I, I I see the need for a receiver, but I still think you should go offensive line and just re-solidify the offensive line and make it be one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think I, th- I do agree with the whole, my issue was where 21 is. And I think this is kind of where that, this talk kind of happens. I think at 21, um, the linemen that you draft at 21 aren't, they're, they're not the top 15 guys, right? They're not, they're not valued at top 15. Um, and, and offensive tackles just kind of like quarterbacks, they get taken a lot sooner than what they need to be just because they, it's such a valuable position, as you've mentioned. You know, quarterbacks are, are, are like one in, one in a million. Like, you, you need a quarterback to be a good team, basically, at this point. Um, yeah. Offensive tackles are becoming that, that too. They're becoming very rare uh, in the sense where you need to spend a top five pick on a tackle. So, for me, I think it, the, the reason why I'm saying this is, like, 21 is kind of that area where it's like kind of like, Mm, it, are we reaching on this tackle? Do we think he's actually like a top 15 guy? He just fell or is he really like a, a 30, a, like a top 30 guy where we could get maybe, maybe he fell and could, we could get him in the early second round and trade up. That's kind of where I think we're at with the, where the Colts are picking. Um, I wish if we were a couple picks forward, maybe like at 15, 16, I could see us taking a tackle over a receiver. Maybe if we were a couple picks back around like 26 and below, Again, I can see this taking a tackle. Where we are, I just don't like drafting a tackle there because there's not like a true value. And that that's 
maybe me just stretching it because I really want Bateman. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my thought process is like we're kind of in this weird kind of dead zone for me where it's like I really think a receiver here is probably our best bet. And if we don't go receiver, I would rather go edge rusher. Um, just to kind of help our defense a little bit more. Like, I think, I think you can really do, I think, really think you can get a good offensive lineman later in the draft. Um, there was a six round pick this year by the New England Patriots who played a lot or whatever. And he's turned out to be a very good old lineman. I think you can really get that um, with, with, uh, with, with this draft or with just any draft in general. You just have to be very good at scouting, and the Colts have proven. AKA Chris, Chris uh, Ballard has proven he's a very good drafting scout. So that's why I think we should go Bateman for the simple fact that I'm not saying he's a for sure fire. He's going to be that dude, but I think you, you need more offensive weapons at this point than you need offensive tackle in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. It's just like, I, I it's really hard for me to put a value on. I it's doable, but I think it's like, it's, it's, it's a more like a, a bust or a boom for a receiver but and how can I, you say that you just you guys just drafted cd last year <laughs> hey cd has potential and cd was the most productive receiver last year out of any mm-hmm. any draft but hey, he was there and again i understand like he, if he's there you take him and mm-hmm. it's just i think see the cd was coming into a, a, an environment where he's able to sort of not have that pressure day one mm-hmm. like amari was there day one to like have the eyes and focus on him and you still had Zeke there in the, in, in the backfield. If if he goes there, I think he's going to have the pressure to perform day one. And he's going to have to live up, live up to the pressure. And if he doesn't do it, it's going to be like, okay, we wasted the first-round draft pick on this guy when we could have picked up somebody else in the second or third round that's doing X, Y, Z better. Yeah. So um, I don't like, I, I, I see the reason behind it, and I see the logic because it's a big need for y'all. Mm-hmm. And it's a big – and it will sort of – take y'all to the next level but it's still hard for me to put that value when he's not like a number one guy like cd coming in last year was number one receiver in the, in the draft class and that's why we picked him because he was there because nobody expected him to be there at that at, at the spot that we picked uh but i don't think he like the, the uh trayvon was a chase from lsu is expected his number one guy this year so mm-hmm. but he's not going to be there at at 21 Kyle Pitts and I could be there at 21. If these guys are there at 21, you take them, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to me to put that value on that when I think you can more, you can sort of um, just like, just sort of pitch, like, like spin the uh, the draft picks. Okay, at 21, we picked an offensive line. Okay, cool. Yeah, clap, 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 go on, and you'd be mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a safer option and just, do you risk it for the biscuit or do you just play it safe and, and then lay in the blanket and deal with, and have a good offensive line next year? All I can say is there's just because we pick a certain position doesn't mean they're going to bust. There's been busts last year um, where they drafted a lineman later in the, like the Tennessee Titans drafted, I think his name is Isaiah Wilson or something. And he's no yeah. longer on the roster. I don't think he's in the NFL anymore because of he did something bad. Um, yeah, he was the one that went to Miami for a day and he got uh, released. Exactly. So, just because you draft a, just because you draft someone, doesn't mean they're going to be secure and whatnot. But um, we'll we'll see. The Colts have a lot of good options, I believe, at twenty one. I just really hope it's Rashad Bateman. I think it, I think he's our best option. But I, I really won't be mad no matter who we take. Um, 
you know, I'll have to just do more research on that person and make sure that like, okay, I'm trying to see the player who we got. So, um, but that's going to do it for us here. Uh, those were the first 12 picks. Uh, next week, we'll be going over picks 11 through 20. I guess you can say vice versa. We'll be going through 20 to 11, talking about each team, going over players we think will be drafted there. Gets a little bit more interesting once you get into that, into the uh, the top 20 picks, just because um, a lot more trades happen in this area, especially the, the 20 through 11. A lot of trades happen at this time, um, and a lot of trades have already happened, but um we get, we get some interesting teams. So look, be on the lookout for next week's episode as well. That's going to do it for us here on this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. If you guys enjoyed this episode and listen to more of our episodes, we release episodes every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. You can go check us out on any of those platforms. You'll be able to enjoy our content. Uh, if you want to look us up on YouTube, though, it's at Sideline Sports. Uh, you'll see some other stuff on there as well. But uh, you guys can watch the episodes on Sideline Sports. You have to go to the channel. If you want to watch us on Apple or Spot, or excuse me, listen to us on Apple and Spotify, look us up at Splitting Uprights on either of those platforms. You'll be able to enjoy the episode uh, while listening to them. But be sure while you guys are on either any of those platforms, please go ahead and like and subscribe the episode. Uh, greatly appreciate it if you guys did. All it does is help us out in the long run. So please do that. And it's 100% free for yourself. Um, so why not do it? It's free. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you guys would like to see some of our daily content as well the, uh, that we post, including uh, some fantasy football recaps, fantasy soccer recaps, etc., go to uh, Twitter. It looks up at Splitting Ups. You guys can go ahead and follow us there and see some of our daily content. Uh, if you'd like to see it, though, on other platforms that include Instagram or TikTok, look us up on um, Sideline Sports on those platforms. You'll see very similar content that you see on uh, Twitter but it'll be on Instagram and TikTok, but you also see some of our other uh, podcasts as well, including Five Out on there. So be sure to go ahead and follow all those platforms so you guys can be up to date with us on everything that's happening around the sports world. But thank you guys so much for listening today. We really do appreciate you guys sticking around. It's almost been a year since we released our first episode. Um, so we're getting super excited about that, but thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next time. Change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you, I'm only you. Yeah, I got one Virgil, got one in that dance, the only two. Man, how many times have I shown and proved? Man, how many nights I've been woke, swerving the potholes. Not trying to fuck up the wheels on the road, okay? Funny how life goes. He thought he was sick, now we wiping his nose, okay? Soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay? They want my life exposed, they wanna know about the highs and lows. Well, summer all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay? And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay? We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen. Hey, hey, we'll see what's about to happen. Hey, we'll see what's about to happen. I'm making a change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away, that's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I... 
Yeah, I got one lawyer, got one in that dead, the only two, man. How many times have I told you the truth, man? How many nights I've been woke, swerving them potholes, not trying to fuck up the wheels or fuck up the deals. I'm posted in stock, home, it's me, the owls, and the twins, it's only the real. I'm moving way too humble, Weezy and handed it off, I still got no fumbles. I'm on a hot 100, numero uno, this one ain't come with a bundle. I'm in the wind, a million in chocolate chips, and that's just how my cookie crumble. I put a skirt on a whip and a crown on a six, but there's no need to dress up the numbers, ayy. Ay, yeah, but I guess they must have their reasons They wanna know how I'm living my day-to-day life in the regular season Well, summer all I did was rest, okay And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay We'll see what's about to happen next, okay Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen next, okay Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen Hey, hey, we'll see what's about to happen Change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kinda like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a road that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I